0: We have a, we have a lot to uh, celebrate this episode. I'm really glad we're doing what we're doing because we got we we just hit a thousand followers on Instagram. we had our best week ever in, in listens it was Christmas yesterday and oh. today is boxing day oh what sorry if this is a dumb question what the hell is boxing day? I've heard it so many times that I have no idea what it is it's 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 not a dumb question at all because I had no idea and then someone was like Hey, your next episode is going to be on Boxing Day. And I was like, oh, that's fun. We should talk about that. I should probably know what it is. Boxing Day is an English holiday where basically right after Christmas, they have the tradition of going to local churches and putting extra donation in the alms boxes that to be delivered to the poor. And literally started like hundreds of years ago. It was after, you know, celebration with your family, take time to give back to the needy, which is super cool. Nowadays, it's a, a big. It's like their Black Friday shopping day, gambling day, and horse races. So lost a little bit of the, you know, the idea there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was going to say that took a sad turn. For
0: <laughs> but I, I think in Canada, there's still a big tradition of putting a lot of donations in the box and using that day to give back and donate. So it's cool. But I've never. I, I had no. I had no idea. So happy Boxing Day, everyone, and we have a lot to celebrate. Yes, indeed. Happy Boxing Day. Happy Boxing Day
1: welcome to stop wasting your wine a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to on this episode we review
0: a sparkling wine from france
1: If you're new to the show, welcome in. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. My name is Colin, and I'm joined by two dudes who have never quit their New Year's resolution. Joel, Aaron, how we doing tonight?
0: <laughs> uh, Joel's muted. Joel, we can hear Joel's you. Joel's never been on a, podcast uh, before. <laughs> a Zoom call or podcast before. He oh, doesn't God. know how to unmute himself. It's embarrassing for you. That just happened. I was just going to say, it too, kicking this one off with a straight-up lie. With listeners that's awesome well done <laughs> i did the fastest mental inventory possible to think like is that true i i have never followed through on my new year's resolutions i make i, I make it relatively far i think i'm not gonna say never but like i don't i feel so you know you, you're in
2: the mood you've had a couple of uh drinks you feel like you can do anything
0: and then the next morning it's like oh yeah that was that was pretty bold let's give it a shot you know what I, I'm going to say in the past like decade or so, I've been pretty good about setting resolutions about something I'm going to do mm-hmm. rather than something I'm going to stop doing for like an extended period of time. So yep. like my wife and I for the past three years have done like the whole 30 diet in the month really? of January. And, you know, we're going to do it again this year, uh, minus the no alcohol on my recording nights and take that as a cheap uh, night. well. <laughs> Thank you for that. It make for a very, very weird episode of this show. <laughs> <We just laughs> I don't know. It smells tea. like plums, but it tastes like someone help me out here. <laughs> no, but like that's been something we've done for the past three years. And it's like the month of January, we're going to follow this thing. And then you get through it and you're like, I did this thing and that was hard. And now the other 11 months, uh, I'm not killing myself. Wow. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. Have you guys had like a best resolution that you've done and you're proud of and you've you followed through?
1: Oh, man. I don't really That's even set them question. anymore, to be honest. Because it's like, I feel like you yeah. should just always be trying to improve on yourself and having like one thing that you say on New Year's every year is not necessarily helpful for that goal.
0: I don't believe in the magic of a New Year's resolution, but I do believe oh, in the power of like a starting point. Sure. You know, like yeah. I, I think I think starting points are like it, it could easily be July 1st, you know, or January 1st. It doesn't matter. It's just like the tradition of having that. Start. But I, I think a starting point is helpful. All right.
1: Well, I heard we're drinking some wine tonight. Aaron it's a celebration. It is a celebration. We're drinking some more sparkling wine. Aaron, you want to you want to tell the folks at home what we're drinking?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, I want to specify ahead of time that we have gotten away from the someone has to be pregnant tradition of this show. For sure. There's yes. just too much good sparkling wine out there for us to limit it to when one of us have a baby. Yeah. 2 many sparkling wines, not enough babies. So we are, <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're celebrating a thousand followers. We're celebrating all the amazing listeners that we have on this podcast. We're celebrating the holidays. And so today we're celebrating with our Vuv clico champagne we have the brute yellow label now we had to search this up so this is just a, a fun fact to have this particular champagne is made with 52 percent pinot noir 30 percent chardonnay and 18 percent mounier obviously from the region of champagne which is why none of us get to yell at each other today for accidentally calling it champagne <laughs> yeah um, because say- it is actually champagne say it as much as i want
1: champagne champagne champagne
0: yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's gonna bad. Thank God, we just—it's not anything else. It is, in fact, <laughs> champagne. It is an ABV of twelve percent, and much to my chagrin, in New Jersey, this guy will set you back about fifty-five dollars, which is far above what we normally spend on the show. But Joel is going to talk a little bit more about the why of that in a moment. But the folks down in, in the free state of Florida only had to pay forty-five to forty-nine dollars for this. So I don't know if it's because they like. Mm-hmm. ship this bad boy from france to florida and that's to travel mm-hmm. i don't know why i'm getting the jersey tax on this but you know there there was a yeah. there was a surprising difference in price if you got this in jersey or florida and obviously this is the non-vintage because we ain't ballers we get all the classiest things here in florida we're very we yeah that's very great. classy state so that's what we're drinking i think i pronounced everything correctly colin back to you great
1: and I think this is an interesting wine because it's so much more expensive than the wine that we usually buy. So you almost have to give it a, a deeper level of scrutiny because we've been drinking some decent wine at some lesser prices. And you know, if if you buy a three dollar Tetra pack and you hate it, fine, you can throw that away and not feel bad about buying a three dollar Tetra pack. If you buy a fifty dollar bottle of wine and not like it, like that, you know, for a lot of people, is a pretty significant investment into a bottle of wine so it'll be interesting to see if at this elevated price point this wine it really
0: is is worth its its weight and i'm really excited we picked the like most cost effective most financially responsible time of year to invest (laughs) more money in the in the alcohol that we're drinking tons of like loose change sitting around my house this christmas time with my three-year-old and (laughs) six-year-old absolutely absolutely no i know it's
2: uh yes that that aspect is in there but if I could speak to why this was my <laughs> my choice of wine, please do oh, just share a little bit about why. I, I think a couple of reasons. Number one, like you said earlier, Aaron, we've got a lot to celebrate this year. So to me, you know, if you're listening to this when it comes out or, or soon after it comes out, uh, you may be getting ready to get into the New Year's spirit. And I know I always look forward to it, and I think such a such a fun time. You know, it deserves something that's that's worth drinking. So a little bit of a a go big sort of a thing for this one. Also, you know, I think as far as champagne goes, it's an elevated price point, but it's very accessible. Like everybody has this around. I mean, Colin and I picked this up at the grocery store. For sure. You know, so, you know, it's available to everybody. It's a pretty, you know, pretty popular, kind of like trendy champagne right now. So, you know, let's I kind of want to see if it's, you know, gonna hold up to you guys. Full transparency. Another reason that I wanted us to try this one is because I actually, my wife and I took a trip out to Reims, and this is one of the champagne wow. houses that we uh that we visited on one of our anniversary trips. And, you know, it was just such a lovely experience. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that this is, you know, the the best champagne, but it was one of the things that it was a really special moment for my wife and i and it was one of the things that really kind of set me off in my direction of of exploring more wine in general. So, so yeah, want to share it with you guys see what you think and then see if we could maybe maybe interest some some of our listeners in trying the if they have not yet.
1: Well, if you're confused about why i'm the host or did the intro this episode, it's because we have a special treat today and instead of me doing the one thing that you'll learn segment, Joel is actually going to take this segment as he's oh. He's been out to the, the Champagne house. He's our resident Vuv expert, so I'm going to throw it... Vexpert. Vexpert. Okay, I took me a minute, Vexpert. but yeah, okay, that's kind of funny. I'm going to throw it over to Joel to learn
2: something.
0: This is the only thing you will learn.
2: Hey, awesome. So excited. Looking forward to it. Yes, and you know, as I mentioned, been out there, drank the wine. So I thought it'd be kind of fun. Instead of learning a little bit of something today, we're going to play a little game called Fact or Fiction. Here's how this is going to work. I've got five statements. I'm going to read aloud each statement about Veuve Clicquot. Aaron and Colin, you're both going to tell me whether you think that that statement is fact or fiction. If at the end of the five questions... There is a tie. I am prepared for a tiebreaker, nice. and I sort of hope that we have a tie because the tiebreaker question is pretty awesome. Oh wow! Do we
0: understand? Yes. Okay.
1: Aaron, paid wait. You rip- said
0: there's five questions, and yes. if there's a tie, there's a sixth question. No, we. Can- yeah, but you both are answering each. We question. both answer. Joel, how nope, is there a tie a- after five questions? If you
2: both get <laughs> all five questions correct, there's a tie. You both oh, get so
0: to say answer both... <laughs> Got it, got it, got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, and for the listener at home, Aaron lost the last trivia game by not listening to the question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just too busy panicking. All right. No, this
2: is going to be a fun one. You know, this, uh, you don't have to know anything about wine or anything. There's just interesting stuff about Veuve Clicot. Okay, so here we go. We'll start with an easy one. going to be fun. Let's do this. Fact or fiction. Veuve Clicot invented the dosage method. Colin? Fiction, locking it in. Aaron? I'm going to say fiction. You are correct. All right, question number two. Veuve Clicquot invented the riddling table. I'm gonna let Aaron go first because I feel like he's just gonna
1: copy all my answers if we don't I switch was. up. The... I was, yeah. that, I know that was my strategy. Yeah. yeah, okay, so you go first on this Aaron? one. True, fact.
2: and says true. I'm gonna say fiction on this. The answer is absolute fact. Oh, Marco, that's really cool. The riddling table, and if a listener at home, if if uh, you're not sure what that is, if you've ever seen kind of a frame on a sandwich board looking tables where it's got the slots for uh, champagne bottles sitting in there, that's the riddling table used because throughout the method, all the sediment would kind of settle if you didn't twist it and move it. So it made it a lot easier for people to go in, do a quick little quarter turn every so often, and keep it from uh, all settling. Fact or fiction? The exile of Napoleon bolstered Clicot's popularity and success. Colin,
1: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say true. That is a
0: fact. Aaron, I feel like that has to be true, right? Because why else would true?
2: you can go ahead and say true it's totally true does it not blow your mind that That Napoleon was something that Veuve Clicot had to like think about and what was happening to him in the time That is. and she strategically planned having lots of uh, champagne ready to go into Russia after the embargoes were taken down to sell a whole bunch of champagne and be like the first one that all of
0: Russia was into that's mind blowing
1: very cool that's amazing that's a great fact that is so
0: cool it's a great fact. I love it. I was like, it had to be true because there's no way Joel just sat here and was like, I'm going to relate this to Napoleon and see if they fall for it. Yeah, you saw right through me. Question
2: number four. Great fact. Fact or fiction. Veuve originally founded an olive oil pressing company because the French wine community did not think women could successfully run a champagne house. Fact or fiction.
0: Aaron. I'm gonna I'm going to say... I'm gonna say it's fiction. I'm gonna say it's one of these questions where part of this is true, but the details are slightly off. Um, interesting theory. I'm gonna go I'm
1: gonna go with fact, just because that sounds like it would absolutely be something that would be true.
2: That is one hundred percent fiction. Oh god. One hundred percent fiction. Though and Aaron, you were pretty You were somewhat right in that it was a little bit of a misleading question because when her husband who was the son of the person that started Veuve Cl- or at the time, you know, Cliquot or whatever. <laughs> when he died, they wanted the then Veuve Cliquot, Widow Cliquot, to give up the business, but she said no, and she kept it going, and she, you know, took, took ownership and led it on to the success that it was, but much to the chagrin of all the people around her. And she was one of the first French female business owners.
1: Man, that's cool. This is... this Awesome so far, Joel.
2: Really? Yeah. You think so? I do Very, very cool set of facts. It's packs. interesting stuff. Very cool. Interesting stuff. Okay. Factor Fiction. Despite its orange tint, the flagship wine is called Yellow Label because when viewed with candlelight, it looked yellow. Fact. Da, da, da. Aaron, fact. That is indeed a fact. Indeed a fact. If you are not familiar as well, there is a giant at the Veuve Clicquot Champagne House, a giant cave. System of caves, really, you should say. And so that's where they would, you know, store and make all of their champagne. It was perfect conditions for for making champagne. And this is the 1800s. So folks were down there with candles, doing the riddling, tending to the bottles. With the candlelight and kind of the hint and hue of candlelight, the labels would look yellow. So it became known as the yellow label. Despite, if you're
0: taking a look at it, it's really kind of an orangey color. Yeah, this is very cool. This is this yeah. is very cool, and I now very much want to go to of Clico. Awesome. and like see, see this stuff. See, these are the things that got got me and my wife like super jazzed about just champagne
2: and wine and all this all the crazy stuff that's out there with all this history. Okay, last one, last one. Fact or fiction? A case of Veuve Clicquot was found in a shipwreck and subsequently consumed. Yeah, I think you go first
1: on this one, right? Facts. This I feel like is this one of the ones that. Yes, it was found in a shipwreck, but not subsequently con- consumed. Like I don't, <sighs> I can't tell you. Yeah, I can't I know. tell you the answer. I think I'm playing with house money at this point. Yeah, so it okay. doesn't matter. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. I'm going fiction.
2: Man, this one is totally fact, if you can believe it. And interestingly enough, in 2010, a shipwreck was discovered off the coast of Finland, and within that shipwreck, a case of vuvuzela two hundred years old. They brought it up and tried it well they sold most of them uh, they it. tried one and it was like it was meant to be a little bit different from what we experience now because they were making it to the tastes of the time which was a little bit sweeter sure but it was as though it had just been bottled the other day because the pressure and the cold of the depth just was the perfect right environment nothing could escape
0: like there was no exactly it was yeah so cool. exactly
2: that's incredible pretty so wild cool. is it not and then uh yeah So there you go, and by the way, Aaron, complete sweep, six correct answers. That's embarrassing. Colin, you're three. Yeah. So there you go. What's interesting about this, though, zero wine knowledge necessary to do
0: well in this. (laughs) Yeah, like (laughs) I I was. (laughs) I was all this shows. I'm really good at guessing. Really good at like process of elimination and knowing how Joel thinks. That's all Uh it is. That's true. You can read me like.
1: I know Aaron destroyed me, but you said you had a really fun tiebreaker. You want to go over the tiebreaker anyway?
2: We can do this for funsies. You want to do this for funsies? Oh, I thought that was the last one. No? No, I have a tiebreaker, and it's, it's a great question. So we'll we'll do it just for fun. Uh, this is just for bragging rights, but we'll see okay, who can closest yeah.
0: to the pin here.
2: Okay? I mentioned those bottles of wine that were discovered. At auction, tell me how much in U.S. dollars you think one bottle of that recovered Veuve Clicquot 200-year-old was sold for. U.S. dollars.
0: Hmm.
2: I'm going to say
1: $270,000. Wow. I was going to say $250,000. So that's crazy. That was the first number. Are we playing
0: prices Right drills? What are we doing? Well, you guys. 2699999. Nine, 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 nine. I'll tell you, if we're playing prices we Right, you both are
2: going home way empty handed. You guys are way over. So I guess this isn't as ridiculous <laughs>
0: <laughs> as you might Okay. Should we, should, should we, can we reset and try again? I, I don't, think I mean, it's already out there, my man. What do you want to do? Oh, you want to? You want to just knowing? Uh, that, I just, want, just, to we, know I just want to see if
2: we can get there. Like let's just get I'll there. I'll quickly. allow it. We're gonna do one more. Call Technically, Colin call won that one. We'll do one more. Just oh, I mean, it. you know that you can call
0: the point. Doesn't
2: matter. I have points to give. But... No, we can we can do it. Let's do it. Give me give me another guess. Each of you go.
0: Uh, seventy-five thousand. Okay, one hundred and fifteen thousand. Okay. Well, Colin wins twice. Thirty-nine thousand dollars. Thirty-nine thousand okay. dollars one bottle. Well, I thought there'd be at least some Elon Muskie, you know, jerk out there that's going to spend way too much on this stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: for sure. You I still. guess
0: if you don't know, it's going to taste like crap. And you like,
1: <laughs> no. People <laughs> people spend outrageous amounts of money on really really old wine, so that's why I went originally with two hundred thousand yeah. because that's such a unique yeah. story. I thought they would have yeah, yeah, the same. more so about the story, but it's super interesting. Really? Thank you so much, Joel. That was that was a lot of it's fun. Seriously, man. Well done. Yep. Oh, hey, thank you. Oh my gosh, Which too kind. Learned, learned something about Vuv, and now I think we should get into the wine. So let's let's take a sniff.
0: Tastes like wine.
1: All righty. Let's go, Joel, since
2: this is your episode, I'm going to let you go first. What are you smelling? Lots of citrus in there. More uh, more citrus forward than, you know, bready or anything like that. There's a little bit of that in there, but for the most part, fruit, fruit forward. Yes. Yes, it is. Aaron?
0: Yeah, same. N- nothing much to add there. I think, I don't know, I, I feel like... In like a real deep inhale, like I get a little bit more of that breadiness, uh there. But yeah, very, very, very fruit forward, very citrusy was the first thing I was gonna say as well.
1: Yeah, citrusy for sure, a lot of lemon, and then maybe some lime in there too. Yeah. And then I also get a little bit of green apple.
2: Yeah. Was just gonna say that big time.
1: Yep, um, green apple, and then a little bit a little bit of pear too. It's a very green fruit driven wine. Interesting. A little bit of pear, and then you're right, a little bit of that breadiness on the back end.
0: Smells like New Year's Eve, baby. So it is, it's just, <laughs> right? It's got, that's got right. That. it's got that. It's got that. Just bringing in the holidays for sure. It's got that <laughs> that that Christmas smell. All right. But anything
1: else to add, anybody? Nope. Let's go ahead and give it a taste.
0: Aaron, um, this tastes like if you put orange juice in this, I'm punching you in the face. Okay. Wow, sure. that's high praise. I love that. Yeah. Okay. But... No. Um. No. But <laughs> but honestly though, a lot a lot of those citrusy flavors. I think I I think I although. The green apple comes out like the most of like and less of the less of the lemon lime kind of flavor and more of the the green apple comes out in the front for sure yeah joel all
2: uh, right man it's funny funny that you say that because i'm just i'm i'm still like lemon and lime right there definitely with in my opinion the pear and a little bit softer green apple like back and kicker but like First sip to me is straight lemon and lime. And even the acidity,
0: man, I feel it just in the sides of my All mouth. the acidity is huge. immediately.
2: Yeah. Screaming
1: back. acidity.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, sure. yeah. It's funny you said front and back. Like, that's actually, I need to think about that as I take another sip. So you're right. There's, like, the front taste, the front of your tongue taste. You're right. It's very, like, citrusy uh, lemon-lime. And then, like, the back of the palate taste, which is, which is more like apple. You know what's funny?
2: I get a little bit more of the bready on the back as I let it kind of go. That's where I'm picking up the, the brioche, the toastiness towards the end. Definitely. Yeah.
1: No, I I agree. I don't think I have too much to add there as far as flavor notes are concerned, but I agree. You get that breadiness almost after the sip, and then just a ton of citrus, and the acid is just ripping. It's crazy, the acid. All right. Cool. Well, we uh, we've sniffed it. We've tasted it. Now let's see what we think about it.
2: Yeah, but did they like it? It's time for the review.
1: I'll go ahead. Let's. I'm going to do since it's Joel's episode. I'm going to give him the last word. And Aaron, what do you think?
0: All right, I, I'm going to be a little bit controversial right now. I think. Ooh. I like it. It it is it is a it is a yummy champagne. I think the point of this show is to find quality wines at a, a lower affordable price point that is to demonstrate that you're going to break the bank to enjoy uh, a good wine. I, I like this, it, it's tasty. I don't know if I'd say it's like so much better than the Chandon that we had that I would spend the additional $30. I, you know, the cava that we got that was like 17 wasn't great. We, we kind of called it a mimosa uh, uh, sparkling wine, but like. I I think sometimes we taste a wine that it has like the gap in the price makes sense. I I think this is a brand, a jump. I think you're paying thirty extra dollars for the yellow label. Colin, what do you think? Yeah, I I agree. The it's just it's it's a little disappointing to be
1: honest. If I'm paying forty five dollars, I want some complexity,
0: you know. And this is just or fifty five dollars if you're in New Jersey. Yeah, so forty-five to
1: fifty dollars. <laughs> it's it, like Aaron said, it's not bad wine, but it's just it's very simple. For fifty dollars, I really was expecting a couple more flavors on the palate. The flavors that are there, are nice. Again, it's not it's not bad. I was expecting a little more oomph out of this wine. So you know, I, it's I, it's definitely not a, a drain wine by any stretch of the imagination. But I would say it's a backup wine. I kind of agree with Aaron for the price. I'm going with the Shandong. I think I'd rather have that at eighteen dollars than this at forty-five dollars. So you know, I, I I'm thinking I'm putting this one in the closet, and I think it's a value thing. Just be, it's just not worth the price.
0: I mean, man, I think this is a place, and, and Joel is starting to write stuff down. <laughs> Joel's taking notes. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just, I'm, I'm really, I'm really struggling right now because it's, it's good, <laughs> but like episode, I think three, we talked about the Tensley. Which wasn't bad, but it was $30. And we were like, you can get a, a similar wine for 18 And we said it was a waste because it wasn't worth spending that amount of money. And I'm feeling really weird because I, I don't want to say Love Clicco is, is a waste. Well, let's, where where are you going to put it first before we get
1: into yeah. whether or not it's a waste? Where are you going to put it? Because Joel hasn't yeah. even put it somewhere yet. So where are you yeah. putting this?
0: I, I don't know. I, I want to put it. In my mouth, like, I don't know, it's, it's weird, it's, it's good, it's like, it's, it's a good one, it tastes good, I just hate that I spent $55 on it. So, I mean, no gossip, if I have it, how about this, I'm going to say it this way, if it's already in my possession, I'm putting it on the kitchen table, it, it, it has appeared in my hands, the box has manifested itself, it's on the kitchen table. Okay, Aaron, follow-up question, you paid for it, where are you putting it? still on the kitchen table, I still think it is a good champagne like I would still be happy to put it out no one's gonna be upset about it. The I think the value of the, the cost of the champagne does not change where I put it. I put it on the kitchen table. There's a couple of things that I would like to address at this point, if I may. <laughs> <laughs> the <To> listener <laughs> at home Joel has a pad of paper and a pen <laughs> out. Let's <clears throat> hear Joel a couple of things I'd like to address. Number one, Vouf
2: Coco will always have a special place in my heart for the aforementioned reasons. One of the reasons is that it set me off on a champagne appreciation journey, where I discovered that there are better champagnes.
0: One hundred. Joel's trying to win the hearts and minds of the people right now.
2: I I've been workshopping this in my head, but here's the thing about it. So yes, there are there are I think less expensive bottles of champagne that hold up, and even sparkling wine that would hold up, and you could compare to this, and and you know it'd go to toe to toe. There's more expensive as well that are are better. Absolutely. Like this is just this is. This is not the end-all be-all of Champagne, folks. This is just a very popular one and one that I think everybody should have as as sort of a benchmark. You guys saying that this is like Chandon, though? Whoa, now. Let's hold up. In my opinion, this is way more refined than Chandon. It's it's, It's a lot crisper, in my opinion. I will agree, though, like you said, Colin, it could be, you know, I would expect it to be doing more and to be to be offering something additional that it is because i think like even our, our when we were talking about it our reviews are pretty quick right right lemon and lime citrus
0: pear right. acid not a lot of complexity cool. you've had in-depth yeah. conversations about wines and and, and this totally. review is real fast this
2: isn't a thinker this isn't a thinker this is a this is a celebration wine this is a part of why i'm bringing this somewhere is because it's it's a fancy option and i want to I've spent a little bit to bring somewhere and it's going to be good. People are going to like it. There's better, better champagnes out there. Having said all of that, this is not an everyday wine in my opinion, but to me, I'm putting this squarely on the kitchen table again, because yeah, kind of for all those reasons, you know, I think it's a, it's a solid, solid champagne. It's one that you're bringing around for a special occasion. And part of what you're doing is that right there, baby, is that, is that label and and kind of showing that off. So you're right from a uh, from a stop wasting your wine point of view, and a straight wine perspective might be a little bit different of a scale, but uh, that's where I am and that's what I'm sticking to. So here's the jerky part.
0: Yes, yeah. here we are, people. This is it. This is where it gets hard. This is this is where friends become enemies and enemies become friends. <laughs> this might be my last episode. <laughs> you promise the <it> 27. <laughs> no, because I I did not put in the closet. I feel I would feel weird about putting in this closet. Someone would open my closet. And they would find a box wine and some weird shit. And they'd be like, is that a bottle of both the Co back there? Like, what are we doing? So I'm not putting my closet. But I say, I'm going to say it's, a waste, it's a waste of your wine. It's a waste of your wine. It's a waste of your wine. I'm going to say it's a waste of your wine. I, I'm going to say it's a waste of your wine because I'm going to say, if you're going to buy it specifically to, like, go to a New Year's Eve party, to have to show it off, to have the label, and you want to spend $45 to 55 bucks on this, depending on what side of the country you're on, fine it's everyone's going to be happy. It's going to be okay. Great. I think if you are someone who likes to drink champagne at home and you want to have a sparkling wine at home, this is a waste you want. Don't you're not trying to impress anybody with the label. You can, you can, I, I we should make this our mission. I, I think we can find a better champagne or sparkling wine for less than 55 bucks. So I'm going to say it's a waste you want. So I'll say this
1: for, if you're, if you want an entry level of champagne, Cause that's what this is. Champagne, you're not gonna find any less expensive than this. And I'm talking champagne. I'm not talking sparkling wine. This is not a waste. This is a really good entry-level champagne. Is this a really good entry-level sparkling wine compared to some of the other ones? At fifty-five dollars, I would say this is a waste. And I know I'm I'm kind of splitting hairs there, but like I think when you when you look We're at all
0: splitting hairs. Yeah,
1: when you look at it from from that vantage point, if, if you really want to try champagne and you know you want to go out and you don't want to spend a ton of money, absolutely try this one because you're not going to be disappointed. It's not bad wine, right? Like I'm saying, it's not bad wine, but in the Pantheon of sparkling wine, I would not buy this over a probably less expensive sparkling wine that I could maybe get from California that might taste better
2: for less. So that's that's where I, I fall on this. Joel? Pantheon of wine is what I'm going to name my... <laughs> a wine store in a couple of years. From you guys got me thinking about some other sparkling wines and even champagnes that I've had in similar and greater price points. I won't say smaller, but similar and greater price points. And there are better champagnes. There's no doubt about it. It might not be the right and most objective lens to have on it, but I am going to full transparency keep my lens of you know trying a uh very popular and and you know like everything we said popular accessible a little trendy for sure but very well-known champagne and giving it a go and and with that lens i'm going to say that it is not a waste of your wine it might not be a a go-to a common one that i'm going to go grab but i think if you're going to go out and you're interested in it you've seen it around and you like you said, Colin. You know, it's, a, it's it is a, a an intro to to champagne. If you want to give it a go? I think it's worth it. I agree. Give it a go. Make it a benchmark. Enjoy it because you. I think you will enjoy it, and then see where it takes you from there. Not a waste. I love that it means something for you specifically. And I'm you trying know, to like look through my bias. Here, no, and I know but, there's a little bit of that coming through. And I'm but I'm that's sorry a, proud of you. Dinner.
1: But that's okay. Like I think that's part of what makes wine so cool is that you can associate. Yeah those special experiences with a bottle of wine or with a place like that. So that's really cool. So like, if that's your thing, like keep drinking it. Like it's not bad wine. It's not bad wine. So that's how, that's how I'll end it there. Yeah. I, I don't disagree. All right. Very good. Well, I think that wraps it up, but I'll, I'll probably let Aaron do the social media thing again. Unless Joel, you're really itching to get in there. You want to,
2: you want hey, to Joel, in? you itching, You itching, Joel. I know you love it. I'm itching. You got, okay. you got the I do itching. love right. it. Okay. I do love right. it. I right. feel like, good at it now hey we mentioned by the way at the beginning of this part of why we wanted to do some bubbles today just a celebration of uh, a, a lot of great growth that we've had on social media lately a lot of great engagement and we're just so happy thank you all so much for being a part of that if you have not checked us out please do at stop wasting your wine on instagram check us out on stopwastingyourwine.com. again come check out all the reviews we've ever done see where we've placed everything Maybe find a bottle to try tonight, and then also check us out on our Facebook. Again, Colin really wants that to happen. What are we up <laughs> we to? got nine? nine people in there now. Yeah, nine <laughs> followers. Let's get. Thank I you. feel like we can get to twelve by our that, next episode. That would episode. Be, that'd be huge by the new year. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Uh, so let's do that. And thanks so much. Keep on listening. I want
1: to echo Joel's sentiment. Uh, especially to the listeners so you know you guys are the ones who, who really matter we really appreciate you guys tuning in every week uh and we look forward to a new exciting year of content to come so thank you very much for listening and we
2: will see you guys next week absolutely see you then and remember stop wasting your wine
0: bye